Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're joined today by a special guest, uh, Professor Nate Cohn. Hello, Nate. Hi, how are you? (laughs) We're good, we're good. Um, Nate is... Uh, born and raised in Urbana, Illinois, which happens to be the twin city of where Ashley and I do our weekly film review podcast from. Um, he is a filmmaker. He has produced uh, such films and documentaries as Zulu Don, Somebodies, and Bayou Maharaja. He's also the professor of entertainment and media studies at the University of Georgia. And he is director of the Roger Ebert Film Festival, also known as Ebert Fest, which takes place annually every April right here in our town of Champaign-Urbana, and it's been going strong since uh, 1999. That being said, uh, there's a lot of changes going on in the world this year due to the coronavirus pandemic, and Ebert Fest uh, had to be canceled this year like pretty much any major gathering. Um, But we wanted to pay respect to it, talk about it. Uh, it's been a big part of our lives for you know, the last uh, two decades. Uh, and, and so Nate's joining us today uh, to talk a little bit about it. Um, Nate, can you tell us um, how did Ebert Fest begin? I know it has something to do with the Cyberfest event that was held here in 1997, but can you elaborate about that? Uh, sure. Um, well, as you said, um there was a thing called Cyberfest at the University of Illinois in 1997. The uh, the computer science department um, decided they wanted to have a birthday party for Hal, the computer from Stanley Kubrick's uh, movie 2001. Um, that uh, so the university embraced that idea, and uh, I was. Um, teaching at the university at that point in time, and because I had a background as a as a producer, they asked me to help produce that week long event. Um, so we arranged to do like one of the world's first skypes with uh, Arthur C. Clarke, who was living in Sri Lanka at that time, and uh, we asked Roger Eber to, um, who was a, an alum of the university, uh, to. Um, conduct that interview with him and also to host a 70 millimeter screening of uh, the film 2001 in the Virginia theater. Uh, That was such a success, I believe we sold out the theater, that we then started talking to Roger about perhaps doing a film festival in the Virginia theater and uh, Eberfest was the result of that. And it started two years later. Back in 1999 is when it started. 99, yeah. Which is kind of, I had just basically left the University of Illinois um, in August of 97 to take up a teaching position at the University of Georgia. So I then started traveling back to uh, Illinois for the festival every, every April. I've done it for like 21 years. This is the first April, I won't be in Champaign. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know that's extended as well in recent years to um, sort of a symposium of sorts that you come back to to Urbana Champaign for, uh, along with Chaz Ebert. Uh, can you, can you yeah, talk about Yeah, in, in, um, in end of September, beginning of October, we've done it for two years now. It's the Roger Ebert Symposium. Um, 
that deals with a specific topic um, each year. It's, 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 it's a, it's a one-day event that um, focuses on a particular aspect of the motion picture business. So um, we've done that for two years, and we'll, we'll, we hope to be doing it again this year. Yeah, I hope so. I watched some of that. So you that's live streamed uh, for folks who can't make it. And uh, I know Gregory Nava um, was a guest at the most recent one. And I, I watched the live stream of that and I found it fascinating. Um, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, he, he, he's a pretty powerful, impassioned uh, filmmaker and, and social justice advocate. And uh, we, were, we were really pleased to have him there with us we've i think he's been a guest at the actual festival itself two or three times and uh, uh we just love having him back mm-hmm. so this year's festival you know obviously is canceled some films have been announced about what was going to show things like vertigo the cotton club um um, sort of something about Mary and, and uh, the farewell, which was an excellent movie from last year. So, uh, do you know, or can you say, if any of those films will filter over into next year's festival, or do you know is it going to be like a clean slate? Or, uh, I, I truthfully, right now, I don't know. I mean, um, each year has a sort of different different sense to it as to what what would play well mm-hmm. I mean certainly those films will be at the top of the list for consideration for next year but you know and something else comes up that is uh, that is more current with what's going on in the world you know 12 months from now then uh, so we, we, we kind of have to leave ourselves open um, and uh and we'll see what happens because, I mean, the beauty of the festival is that we we bring in guests with each of the films we we show, and a lot of what we show has is determined in, in part by whether or not we can a filmmaker can come with a particular film. Mm-hmm. So we had uh, one of the directors of There's Something About Mary and the writer of the film who had agreed to come to the festival and. If you know if they're not available next year, then that that would factor into uh, into our decision making process. And the same goes true. The same holds for for every film in the festival. Yeah, that makes sense. So, kind of talking, going along those lines, can you talk a little bit about what goes into planning each festival, and um, how do you select movies, and what goes into the, and what, how long does that process basically take? It's just basically a year-long process. We start talking about films. Chaz Ebert and I start talking about films for the festival almost as soon as the festival is over. Um, uh, but we we really start in earnest, uh, you know, in the fall, in October, November. Um, we don't take any submissions, so we don't have to look through films that people want us to show it's really based on on the way well it's based on two things one films that we've seen that Chaz and I have seen over the course of the year that we think might be interesting for the festival and that the timing might be right there's also a rather informal list of uh, films that Roger uh, had 
put together. Um, I mean, every year that we did the festival when Roger was alive, we prepare a list of 30 or 40 films for that year. And then we whittle that down to 12 films to show at the festival. Mm-hmm. We still have those lists. So we refer back to them uh, from time to time to see if there's something that Roger had wanted to show that we think would be right to show now. Cotton Club was, was one of those films. Interesting. And then we also look to uh, look to Roger's list of great movies. You know, he has a couple of books out in which, uh, and on his on RogerEbert.com, you'll find a list of Roger's great movies. And Vertigo was on that particular list. Mm-hmm. Um, Vertigo also came in. We we did we did a survey this year. We thought we'd ask uh, our audience. Um, what what films or films by what filmmakers they would like to see programmed in the festival? And at the top of that list this year was a film it was a film by any film by Alfred Hitchcock. And so we we we've always wanted to show Vertigo. Roger has always wanted to show Vertigo. It's his favorite. Uh, it was his favorite Hitchcock film. And uh, but we we could never get a filmmaker to come with the film. And so we never, we kept postponing it, hoping we could get Kim Novak to, uh, to show up to the festival. But this year we decided to show it no matter what, simply because of the audience's desire to have a show, a Hitchcock film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were really excited about that. That's yeah. definitely one of our favorites Hitchcock movies as well. So yeah. Um, um, do you have, I'm sure you do, but you know, can you tell us maybe what one or two of your favorite memories of Ebert Fest, uh, have been? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have much of a memory anymore, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I guess, uh, you know, when Tilda Swinton was with us and, uh, which was the, the year that, um, that Roger passed away. He passed away in April and and uh, early in the month, and the festival happened two weeks later. Maybe it was in March. I can't remember the exact date. But and uh, Tilda Swinton had agreed to come, and on Saturday morning of that festival, she uh, led the basically the congregation in a tribute to Roger in the form of a dance along, and. Uh, you can you can find that online. We we did a short video of it that went viral, in which uh, Tilda's dancing through the aisles uh, of the theater to a song by Al Green, and, and that, that that was an electric moment yeah. uh, in the history of in the history of the festival. And as I say, you can you can see it's about a six minute video that uh, the shattered glass people put together for us. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. I would agree. That's a and, great moment. And but and at the very first festival, I think it was the first festival uh, when we showed "Singing in the Rain" and we had Donald O'Connor, uh, one of the stars of the film, uh, came uh, and joined us. And it was his it was his last public appearance before he died. And it was it was really a thrill to spend time with. Uh, a Hollywood legend like uh, Donald O'Connor. Yeah. Um, 
that we were there for both of those experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, they were wonderful. Um, in fact, we, you know, so while, while we're very happy to, to have you doing this interview with us today, I also just want to say thank you in general to to being the director of this festival because it's something that we've gone to um, beginning in 2001 and have gone every year. Um, and uh, I really appreciate you and Chaz Ebert continuing it um, after Ebert's uh, passing, Roger's passing. And um, yeah, there's there's been a lot of great memories, and the, the the two that you mentioned stick out in my mind. And actually, again, our very first Ebert Fest was I think the third one in 2001, and the very opening movie was 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And that actually I think sticks out in my head as not just a great Ebert Fest memory, but one of the best film going experiences I've ever had. As in you know, this is held every year in the Virginia Theater, which is a 90 something year old historic venue in downtown Champaign, Illinois. And um, that, watching that movie, and I think it was in 70 millimeter. Um, yeah, yeah, that- it was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, one of the beauties, uh, I mean, uh, we've had a, luck, a lot of luck with this festival, and uh, and we haven't changed the format of it very much since, since the very beginning. But one of the luckiest things we have is the Virginia Theater, which is an extraordinary... Uh, venue for showing movies unlike most theaters that were built in the 1920s the Virginia was built uh, with a round auditorium as opposed to a shoebox shaped auditorium Mm -hmm. so that um, was allowed the screen to be enormous I think it's I can't remember I think it's like over a 60 foot screen and um, so there are very few there are very few theaters in existence anymore that that have that type that that larger screen and give you that that immersive of an experience in, in, in watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Also, um, an interesting sort of trivia side note is that uh, the theater was in it was in disrepair and disuse when we went into show uh, when we started showing films there, in, uh, even in with cyber with the cyberfest film um, but one thing we discovered was that uh, in the in the booth at the uh, at the theater uh, the 70 millimeter projectors were still there the reason they were there because they're they very valuable is that they couldn't get get them out of the booth because they built soundproof concrete walls around the booth uh, with a small door to get in and out, so they couldn't get the projectors out. Oh, wow. So they were just they were just sitting there, and so we refurbished them, uh, bought some new lenses, and uh, James Bond, who's from Chicago, was our projectionist, did a fabulous job in, in renovating that booth and making it state of the art. So we have we've always had the capability of showing a seventy millimeter film, and we've always shown one every year for about the first 10 or 15 years of the festival until we kind of ran out of Sunday moment films that we wanted to show because there weren't that many of them actually made. Yeah. Um, well, it looks, it looks wonderful up there on the, on the Virginia screen. Um, and yeah, so, uh, Nate, I, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today to talk about Ebert Fest. Um, it's, it's a great festival. 
Uh, it's every year, except for this year, obviously. But um, it's already got dates for next year, right? You know, can you tell us what the dates are? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it'll start on April 14th next year, almost exactly one year from okay. today. Yeah. yeah, I mean, today is Thursday. Today would have been the first full day of the festival. So next year, <laughs> I believe it starts on Wednesday, April 14th, and runs through Saturday. Okay. And um, um, it's interesting. We had a number of people, and people start buying passes for the festival in November, and uh, a lot of people who bought passes for this year's festival, uh, we're going to be honoring those next year. That's good. Awesome. So for anyone who hasn't been to Ebert Fest, I highly recommend it. Um, it sounds like an odd thing to say, but it's a cozy film festival. Um, everything is shown on one screen at the Virginia Theater, uh, you, so you don't have to worry about which screening to pick and like, like, you know, like a lot of other film festivals, everyone sees the same movie. Um, and, uh, you can go to ebertfest.com to learn more about it and to see schedules from past film festivals and to, to learn more about what goes on there. Uh, and Nate, I want to thank you again for joining us today. Okay. Well, thank you. My pleasure. All right. And, uh, stay well. Okay. And you too. Take thank care. you all for uh, listening today, and uh, we'll see you at the movies.